you know why you're here, right? Because your dad fucked you up. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. Hey guys, I'm Nikki Bond, and today I have with me a hilarious comedian. You were you were so nice the first time I started stand up. Not since then. The whole time. Then, <laughs> since then, you're all right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is comedian Julia Austin. Thank you for being here. Oh yeah, thanks for no, having me. No, you're still nice. You're still so nice. But I just remember I was like so nervous. I had just started, and we were we'd like met at a mic, and then you told me where else to go and you were just so nice you know like some girls aren't that nice well people say it to me and nick that's my husband who's also a comic for people who don't know and i'm like very glad that we both are like that but i'm also so surprised because i never remember like going out of my way to be like super nice but people say that to me a lot like oh, i always remember when i started you were one of the really nice ones and i'm like how are people treating you out there that I stood out as so nice? I'm like, what is going on out there? You're like, you're like, I'm kind of nice. I'm not normal. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I just, I didn't try to be your best friend. Right. I guess I just wasn't a total dick. And that's, yeah. like, that's where the standard is at. <laughs> I guess so. And like you, you were like approachable, but you actually were like, oh, here, this is where you should go. You know, where I feel like when you start out, like when I started out, people wouldn't, talk to me like I would go to Mike's and people guys would ignore me and I remember just sitting there I remember the first the second time I did a mic I got up and then all the guys were just on their phone discussing something on fa- about Facebook or whatever and I just basically did my set to no one while they were on their phone Aww. yeah so it's during those times when then you meet someone like you is so nice and Nick's so nice too yeah that's so ridiculous Nick and I talk all the time about how people who act like that that is their way of trying to signal to you that they've been doing stand-up for so long that they're over it and to me at this point that's how i identify who has not been doing this for long interesting you know what i mean just because like you reach a point where you've actually been doing it for a long time and you're like no we actually have respect for people that have stuck with it we know this is hard i'm not in my head about my own set i don't need to try to like big dog people in some weird way off stage like i'll actually pay attention to the other comics and just try to give them something a little laugh if i like something or whatever but just i'm like when people act like that off stage i'm just like you're you're new at this and probably won't stick with this yeah exactly (laughs) see i i'm kind of cold with people that like are new not if they're like what's this and this but i'm like i if they're like like really eager i'll be nice but i'm like oh i'm 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 not gonna hang out with you one-on-one because i don't know how long you're in this for you know what i mean that's a that's a thing too but it can be hard for people to understand that because it it comes off as like mean or like bitchy we can swear on this yeah oh my god yeah but i don't mean for it to be it's more just like i think comedy has you experience some normal people things on steroids because like just in life as you get older you are more precious of your time yeah and like adding more people to your life because you barely have time for the ones that you already love and have known forever that's exact you're right it's probably not even a comedy thing it's just an age thing but it's like more in comedy because we meet so many people yeah and it's almost like we're starting over like their new comics are like babies looking for friends yes and then comics have been doing it longer like adults we're like we have our friends you know what i mean that's so you need to make friends with the other babies (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. play with the kids your age they're in the sandbox okay we're at the bar (laughs) that's such a good analogy yeah it's so true 
Um, so you've been doing, just to give everybody a little background, you've been doing stand-up for how long? For, I just had 10 years. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good for you. I just hit it. You just hit it. Yes. Does it feel like 10 years? I think it does feel exactly like 10 years. I think when I was like six years in, I thought it felt like it had been forever. That's how I feel. I'm and six now years in. I'm like, no, this feels like 10 years. Okay. okay I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like six years. I'm like, oh, it feels like forever. And then I'm like, it's six years. Chill out. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then do your parents support you doing comedy? I, I, to varying degrees and in different ways. Okay. Uh, I mean, my dad was in entertainment too, like oh, in a was? lot of ways. He's a rock and roll guy, like your dad. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, me all about so it. So he like okay, loves he performance and yeah. talking about performance and, you know, hearing all about that. Um, but he really made a great career out of entertainment and made a lot of money doing it and Whoa. was like somewhat known. So I think for him, it's still, uh, he's still sort of, He'll sort of laugh. I'll tell him about a great show. He's like, and what'd you get? 25 bucks, I bet, right? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> You're like, yeah, and I put that towards gas. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Okay, so before I ask more about your dad's now, I don't know how I didn't realize that. Um, are your parents still together? No. Okay, because he's a rock and roll guy, so <laughs> that's how that works. My dad fucks. <laughs> your dad fucks. Okay, okay. And how old were you when they got divorced? I guess maybe 16 or 17 when they finalized it. Oh, they started damn. when I was like 15. Yeah. Was that, that's, that's like peak weird age for that to happen. It was really hard looking like I remember at the time, cause you don't know, cause you're that age and you don't know like what's like normal to happen at that age per se. Yeah. And at the time everyone's like, this is a big deal. You need to be in therapy. This is really going to influence you. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. It's always hard to be a teenager. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was really vulnerable, actually, at really? that age. And that was a definitely yeah, hard time yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Mm -hmm. And are they older or younger? Older. I have um, a sister who is about three years older. And then I have a half-brother from my dad's first marriage who's uh, significantly older, like 25 years older. Must have helped to have a sister? Oh, yeah. It yeah. helped a lot, yeah. And when they got divorced, were, did they tell you why? Well, they got they, how, how did they tell? How did I they made tell them you? get divorced? You did? Yeah, because I caught my dad cheating. And then um, oh my I God. told my mom and she, you know, un understandably, because it's like a, a world turning out your world yeah. upside down thing. She didn't believe me at first or, you know, has since sort of told me that she did believe me, but didn't want to believe me because of like how disruptive that would be to everyone's yeah. lives. And so then I had to catch him again. Oh my God. And like my sister and I, I told my sister and she believed me right away. And then we became like detectives, like on the case of like catching him in like a concrete way that we could present to our mom. Cause now we knew and we were not going to let this go. You yeah. know what I mean? And Whoa. then, oh then when God. that happened, they like, you know, finally. Okay. I want to ask more about this, but I also think that it's, we need to know more about who we like the rock and roll stuff before we I want like yeah, yeah I love that you guys were basically Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen just you know <laughs> finding figuring out who yeah, your yeah, dad's no. oh my gosh I forgot about the whole movies yeah, yeah that's movies. yeah that's <laughs> literally you so okay what um what who what band did he play what's his rock and roll history yeah so he's or not a musician he um oh. he but he he is a 
couple things. He's like heavy on the business side, but also the performance side. Um, I would say like he has the Wikipedia page about him and oh. he is in the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, um, or no, cool. no, no. Sorry. No, the Cleveland's the regular one. He's in the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, that's still cool. That's still cool. <laughs> um, but he, um, he owned a nightclub on the strip basically like before it was the strip, like right off the strip oh. called the Teen Beat Club. Okay. And like he he owned that and they had like live bands every night and stuff. And then as he got a little older, I don't know what age or what series of events. At one point, he would like book the acts for the Las Vegas Convention Center. And the first time the Jackson 5 performed there, he booked them. Whoa. So it was like that. And then he did host a TV show. So this is like more on the performance side. There was like a music centric TV show where they would have musical guests on and like big guests. Like they had Carly Simon on, they had Little Richard on. Oh, cool. And, and he hosted that and like would interview them and stuff. Whoa. So that was all in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like not stand up, but still a host. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have to do like, you know, sort of impromptu. Wow. Live entertainment. Cool. Mm-hmm. So your dad is. This is the problem with being Canadian. I I was going to make the reference to the MTV guy, but then I didn't even remember his name. Oh, I don't remember his name either. What is it? Something Carson? Yes. Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Carson your something. Dad Carson. is Carson Daly. <laughs> I guess like a little bit. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, okay. So he was slaying because he was like oh, in yeah. the rock and roll scene. And he was very handsome. Too. I was going to say, is he hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was very good looking young man. Yeah. I mean, fair. You, you're blonde hair, blue eyed, great bod. I can well, imagine. I don't look like him though. Oh, well. He's Jewish and has dark oh. hair and a big nose. Oh. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay, this is not what I expected. I like my mom. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so, damn. All right, all right. I keep going, damn, but I, it's just because I didn't expect this. This is why I love doing this because I don't know. It's like we see each other all the time, but we don't know unless you talk about it on stage, the in-depth, behind the scenes. Um, so was he around a lot or was he touring when you before they got divorced? Oh, yeah. By the time he met my mom, that part of his life was like completely behind him Oh, because he met like, yeah, he's had so many different lives. He met my mom, I think, in his like early 40s. Okay. And at that point, he like left entertainment entirely. He'd become like a full on businessman with a company that like at the time basically like sold the tape to like major studios, like the tape that they would like film their movies on, like Sony Studios, like a big client of his. So he just straight up had a business. He lived in Studio City at that point, um, went to an office every day. So that that more like stable, you know, yeah, that yeah. type of thing at like that point. Bus- yeah, yeah, yeah nine yeah. fiver. And okay, so let's go back to the cheating shit. So when you caught him, was it in the house? Like, give me the, give me the story. What? Uh, no, it was at his office office um i was a teenager i had my own driver's license and i drove to his office i guess he wasn't expecting me i I don't know either i was there too early or i wasn't i don't know i was in the area and i stopped by and i didn't catch him like with her i overheard him having a x-rated phone conversation oh no yeah like you don't even want to hear that if your parents are together yeah i know yeah exactly (laughs) but i always i forgot i used to like i used to do a bit about it just because people would always ask me how did you know it wasn't your mom and i'm just like 
I mean, I was just like, like cause my mom ties her cardigan around her shoulders and eats probiotic yogurt. I, I knew it wasn't my mom. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. know my mom and I'm like, that's not my mommy. That's, not, gonna- my- that's <laughs> not my mommy. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then your mom didn't believe you. And then you just, and then the second time you caught him, was it at the office again? No. Uh, the second time he was on a business trip or, or supposed to be on a business trip in New York. That's what Classic. he said he was. Classic. But then my sister's boyfriend at the time, he got a little sloppy. My sister's boyfriend at the time saw him at a gas station with a different woman in his car in the town that we lived in. No. <laughs> and so I um, basically I called him. And was like, what's the name of the hotel that you're staying at in New York? And he started like getting really mad and telling me to lay off of it and stop being detected. And I just like pushed and pushed and pushed and made him give me a name of the hotel. And Good I called the hotel you. and like he never, there was no, nobody by his name was Good staying at the hotel. Good for you. <laughs> Damn. We were like little detectives. Oh my God. And you can't just like let it go once you know that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But even still like to to confront like that like i'd be so scared of getting in trouble did it cause you anxiety or were you like pissed and you're like no we're gonna we're gonna get you i think at the time uh, my adrenaline was like very very high Mm -hmm. and just kind of like that was seeing me through like doing this but i think looking back that was probably some of the most stress my body ever experienced in my whole life Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You're like a 16 year old Jerry Springer, like yeah. figuring out the behind the scenes. Yeah. Damn. And and so after that, you you guys went to your mom and you said you told her, and mm-hmm. then she was she like, "Fuck, fine, I'll divorce him." I mean, yeah. I mean, they. She accepted that it was real, and then they, they they kind of tried to make it work for a while. Like they went into therapy together and tried to make it work. But his mistress would not pull her claws out of him. Whoa. So like this whole time, like she is like calling him and like will not no. leave him alone and just like basically trying to like lure him back to her or keep him. Or And I guess what I would say in the end is like she won. That's so annoying that yeah. she fucking won. And are they together or did they stay together for a little They're bit? They're together. Still? Yeah no you always wanted them to break up yeah but i mean he would never he doesn't want to be by himself like never ever and what's your relationship like with her then we don't have one i told him some years i tried but like they have a really toxic dynamic and i literally felt like my body was like in poor shape like after i would like just have a dinner with them I felt so much stress in my body just from everything that I would witness that was like just like problem on top of problem of like emotional abuse and like just it was just like really it was just really hard to like see them together and be witness to that and I just was like why am I taking on this stress when my this was my dad's choice like this is his choice to be in this situation yeah but I do not need to subject myself to this like anxiety in this toxic environment absolutely not yeah. like yeah he's the one that broke the family up and did this and it, so did she like she yeah. didn't let it go yeah so basically just to give people a backstory like we were at the improv and then you and margo who has been on my podcast were both 
uh, commiserating or bonding over that your dad's kind of had the same tendencies or that, well, when they're in, well, I don't even know you, you'll tell the story, but just that it's still present in your life and that, um, that like they were choosing women or you just don't hear from them. So what, what happened, but not saying that that's necessarily your story, but I remember Margot was talking about that and you were like, yep, I get that. So what happened after the divorce? Like, what was your relationship like? Uh, I didn't, I didn't talk to my dad really for a couple years, I think. Wow. I mean, I, I did when I absolutely had to, cause it was also like a crazy time. Like I was like applying to colleges and needed him to like sign stuff like for my student like loans and things like that and all kind of like there's literally so much fucking paperwork associated with going to college that you need your parents to sign stuff and my mom was just like not in a good place and and just couldn't help me with it you know like I mean she probably did I'm probably underselling her but also my dad was the one who made the money for our family and it was gonna be paying for my college so like everything I needed him to sign was just like choosing the dorm that I would live in and him signing out like I would just have to go I'd have to talk to him like once a month and I didn't want to. Um, and he would obviously, when I had to see him to like bring him, this was like before you could just email someone something for them to sign. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I would oh have to go God. to his office and bring him stuff and he would try to talk to me about everything else and he would like start crying and oh. it was just like, yeah, it was probably, it was really stressful. It was definitely really. And you, you held, you held your guns. Like you were like, no, I'm, you didn't talk to him. Even if he was crying? Yeah, I just wouldn't. I was I was just like, I mean, on the inside, I was like a mess, but I just like put on a cold face and was like, just sign the documents. I have to go. Like, You're good. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I just like understood that I needed to like move on with my life at that point and not get pulled into this. Like yeah. I was like young and didn't know a lot, but like some like deep wisdom in my body was like, you need to move forward with um, doing well on your, like all this happened right before the SATs and right before having to write college essays and like during that. And I was like, you need to focus on this and like compartmentalize. You can't wind up like at community college and like staying here because this shit ruined like this very pivotal like period in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just like went, but yeah, I mean, it definitely also was a problem emotionally later that I like suppressed all that at the time, but ultimately it was like the better of two bad choices I had. Yeah. You know, I, did you go to therapy or you just like, you're wise. I went to therapy, but like, it's not really that my therapist was like such a lovely man who I still think is wonderful, but you can kind of only help like a 17 year old so much. Uh, yeah, I, but it's true. But I just am like you. You're so smart and wise. Like I would want to get involved. I think other people would just be like wanting to fix it. But you, it's almost like you were defending your mom as well. Yeah. Well. Or no. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're like, eh, no. She I was- think <laughs> even removing my mom from the situation, I just really had no respect for what my dad had done. Yeah. Yeah. And did that affect your relationship with guys after that when you ended up going to college? I actually wound up escaping like pretty good from like having issues with guys. I did have a very bad eating disorder for several years after because that's kind of how it came out. The control. The control thing. And like also being so disgusted with how my dad like couldn't control his physical impulses. I wanted to be someone 
who could control my physical impulse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have complete control over my animalistic desires. Like I didn't have sex for the first like three years of college. Like when everyone's wow. fucking, I was just like at the gym and on my strict diet and studying and going to bed at a reasonable hour. And I was like, there I'm in control is. of my body and my, my choices and not in the healthy, I'm in control. Yeah. Roe v. Wade way in the like, yeah. in the like, I feel like doing something and I'm not going to do it because I am rigid or whatever you know what i mean yeah, like yeah yeah i'm not my dad you know what i mean like that kind of so thing. that's how it fucked you up. yeah i'm like this podcast now is just how did your parents fuck you up and then, <laughs> so i was like oh wow you really had control over that like and then and then i all spiraled like when you went to college and having yeah. that so kind of like it was like waiting in me until yeah. i could just get to my dorm and then it's like okay here's your problems <laughs> no one knows anything and i can keep doing this and did you did like were you aware of it at the time or were you in denial of like the eating disorder and the wanting control or were you like, oh, no, I, I know what this is. I was is. in denial. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair. Yeah. Like I think everybody is when yeah. it happens, but I just didn't know. Yeah. I, I was in denial for sure. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just thought it's more now looking back. I understand like what, what was going on psychologically, if that makes sense. But yeah. at the time I just like, thought it was about like looking skinny and like looking good and like this anyways how did you uh okay so then after that you were you were fit and not having sex it's like there's no payoff really i'm like i know, you know i know I mean? you look at it but that, <laughs> that's the irony of like eating yeah. i i would say the irony of it is that you look great and then you don't want to have sex but it's not like i look great i look great now like yeah, i had you, no yeah. tits i had no ass. I look gaunt, gaunt, weak. Frail. Like, yeah. I think I look so much better. Yeah. Now, you of know what course. I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, even then I didn't think that I looked good. Like uh, if me then could see me now, I would literally vomit from how fat I thought I had gotten. Oh my Whereas God. like now I'm like, I look great. And I look yeah. in pictures of me then I'm like, ah, not a lot going on back then. <laughs> you know you're, like, I mean? you're like, oh, I'm a skeleton. Yeah, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> did, did your parents, like, did your dad ever know that that's what happened to you? Yeah. But my, my dad's like very psychologically like an emotionally stunted so he doesn't really have like the language to talk about those those things yeah you know what i mean yeah. like for him that's very much like oh that's that's woman stuff so i don't know your mom says you have to go to a doctor so i'll pay for them and you, i'll give you the credit card and just go to the doctor you know <laughs> what i mean but yeah, like yeah 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 to even to this day he like i was i was listening to some of the episode you had with the woman who's a professional eater on yes, the way here yes yes and she was just saying like my dad is a great guy but he has his own issues that trickle down into the way he treats his children. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I'd say about my dad. Like he's the fucking man, super cool. Everyone that meets him is like, I could talk to this guy for hours. How charming, what an interesting life story. He's has a great sense of humor. He's really kind, you know, like, so yeah, he just, yeah. but like, but his parents messed him up in ways that limited his abilities to really love your children in like the way that that they need okay so you think it comes from his parents as well oh yeah okay okay yeah and then and what were what were his parents do you know their history like what i i mean I, like he doesn't talk that much about it as is the case with people who haven't yes. worked out their yes. stuff with their parents yes. but from the little i gathered there was a combination of just being 
actually absent starting from a young age. Oh. And then like maybe not very nice when they were there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They left him to live with his grandparents when he was oh, like a little kid. Yeah. Damn. So he's probably just like seeking love even when he's with your mom. And stuff totally. Like yeah. That. It's yeah. Like, no, he's like a bottomless, bottomless pit of need uh, for attention and yeah. love, which is why he winds up with a woman who's like super possessive, controlling. She doesn't want him spending time with pretty much anyone without her present. Extreme paranoia. That is controlling. Oh my God. See, that's where I would get affected. And I'm going to ask you about that, but that's where I would get affected is if, if like someone came in to my parents' life and then controlled them and you just wash them, like watch them wash away. Yeah. Does it, did it bother you? Oh, I mean, it bothers me and my sister tremendously. I mean, there comes a point where like you have to stop feeling bad for people because like they do make their own choices. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel somewhat bad for older generations because I don't think they felt as empowered as we do to like make the choice to go to therapy and like explore certain things. Yeah. I think because our our parents are baby boomers and I've said this before, I think on the podcast, so sorry if you heard it, but I feel like because their parents were were in came from the depression and the war days and all that that like i know for example my grandma would say to my mom like you have no reason to cry you have food on the table so mm-hmm. any emotions that they felt were kind of suppressed or just being told like you don't know how bad it could really be so then the baby boomers suppressed all their emotion because they didn't have as bad as their parents did and then they don't deal with this shit and we get fucked up yeah and that's how it works it just sort of crystallizes in them and like they just carry that and it impacts like their behavior and choices but we're like you know we're trying to break the cycle our generation is more yeah it's like the pyramid of like whatever there's someone's psychologist they like the pyramid of needs or whatever and it's like you can't focus on first you have to focus on your basic needs like i need shelter i need food or whatever before you can focus on emotional needs before you can focus on this and mental health and whatever and we're like we're as as humans getting better at like addressing each level of need so then we can and i mean now you got gen zers it's like mental health it's like so encouraged that handling that is like child's play to them and now they're like yeah. i think i'd like to fuck four wives and we're like well let's explore that <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah yeah like yeah yeah we've even conquered the needs of, of mental health that we're like well now we're really just playing out here yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I would like to get into consensual non-monogamy and i'm like yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that as people we have handled the more basic needs so well that this is what we're addressing today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that we should stay the same sex ever. We should change it all the time. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, that's true. And then you're like, well, if you guys keep, here's the thing. I'm like, but if they go and they're not monogamous or they're like going having seven wives, you don't know how that's going to affect the kids. So then it's like it's true. It is interesting because like we might be starting a new cycle of uh, messing children up. Yes. And, you know, that's not to say something where I'm saying that, like, I judge any of that or Mm. or any of it. I'm more just saying whatever works for you works for you in your relationship. Yeah. But also like the fact that things like uh, changing your gender or wanting like a non-monogamous relationship are that we even have space in the dialogue for those to be a major topic right now. Yeah. Speaks to the fact that we have already handled um, yeah. more basic needs as people yes. so thoroughly that we've been able to evolve to like this whole other level of thing that now we're you go back a few generations people were just like will there be enough bread yeah yeah and yeah, now yeah, yeah. we're like are my genitals correct you know yeah. like, that's how much 
we've handled the other stuff very well and now this is where we're at (laughs) (laughs) and and our parents are like i miss the bread days you know (laughs) and then we're like you are not woke but they're like I don't get it. I wasn't allowed to even have emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then after, so you're in college, you got control and then you grad over yourself and then you graduate. And what is your relationship like with both of your parents at that time? Like, are you close to your mom? I feel like I'm getting close to my mom finally now. I've learned a lot over the last decade. You know, I've had like so many times where I really felt I completely understood each of them and how I felt about them and that's just like continuously evolved I think as you just get older and have more of your own experiences like you have like less of a rigid idea of how people are supposed to be I I, I, like for a long time I I also like I unfairly judged my mom and thought she could have been stronger throughout everything and that she never should have even tried to make it work with him when she found out about him and and then she remarried pretty quickly and I was always like, oh, why didn't she have her empowered single woman days? You know what I mean? Under the yeah. Tuscan sun shit, like yeah, go yeah, to yeah, Europe go, and be yeah. empowered and have sex with some hot authors or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where yeah. is that? And Mom, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything. Every guy and wants to fuck. All that and like, and then I even like had my reasons where I was like, oh, well, I mean, no wonder my dad wanted to stray and this and that. And Like there was a time when I even was like villainizing like her and he was like my favorite for a little while. But like that was like, a, but but that was only part of my evolution. Now I'm at a place where I'm just like everyone is everyone is good and everyone is bad and everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And okay. like while my dad has like no really emotional literacy really and just cannot speak to like emotional issues or mental health stuff at all like just yeah. doesn't even want to have a conversation Damn, about it that's so annoying yeah but my my mom on the other hand has is really good at that you know right and i'm just like hey like that's something that used to bother me but i'm like thank god i have that in one parent yeah in fact so much alone. so that yeah. it makes up for the fact that the other parent doesn't have it at all you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, just yeah. different things i'm like she's my mom and she's nurturing and and sweet and i think she just genuinely likes to be a wife and a mom and i'm like who am i to judge that you know what i mean yeah and also like you get annoyed when you're a kid because you're like man up mom but at the same time it's true over a decade you realize what relationships are actually like and also what it is like to love someone toxic or like be a you know not let go of that person when you're a kid you're like whatever i could break up with dean in two seconds when it matter you haven't had these strong connections or relationships or things you've been in for a decade and like built a life someone and with someone and i still think ultimately it's good that she for sure good that she left him but like i also i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i don't understand a world in which someone struggles to leave their husband of 18 years who they have a home with and two children with, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Big time. And also just the idea of like, I mean, girls, some, you know, some of us are great and some of us suck. And the ones that sink their teeth in and don't let go, they're out there and you got to watch out for them. You know? So it really does suck that that happened to her because it's like your dad might've had control, but when, once those little snaky girls get in there, like 
they're dangerous, you know? I also would say if it wasn't her, it would have been someone else because right. my dad's really messed up. He, okay. he really, there is not enough attention in can, the world oh, to God. satiate his need. And so, and there will always be, there's so many women out there looking and also keep in mind, he's wealthy. Right. And there's so oh, many women God. out there who are like, it's the perfect storm of like wealthy man who needs so much attention, like literally is looking for the mom he didn't have to just constantly pay attention to him. And then gold digging, possessive controlling woman yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for, she has daddy issues, looking for the dad that she didn't have oh. to provide the life that she didn't get, who's ready to give, be possessive and controlling in what feels like the love that the man has been missing. It's like, it's a perfect it's, storm for yeah. a toxic situation. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, you're like, why? Guys, that's when you feel older than your parents. You're like, dad, figure it out. Yeah. Like, look what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what, where are you at now with him? Or like what happened be between what was, how did it all play out? And like, what was your relationship like after college and now, or did it stay the same? Because you didn't talk to him for many years. How did you talk to him again? Well, I don't really exactly remember because it's such a long time ago, like how I decided to start spending more time with him and seeing him again. But I guess eventually I just did. Oh. Um, and then like my sister and I got on this like war path of wanting to break up him and his girlfriend because of how too. fucked up that relationship was. Yeah. And when we tried to talk to him about it, I mean, he's just... There's one thing that he will never do, which is leave her. So his brain blocks certain realities okay. because acknowledging them would lead him to the point of obviously the next natural step is to leave her and yeah. he simply can't do that. He feels like he would die if that happens. So there'll be things where we will say like, don't you think it's messed up that she's like, you know, physically abused you, which she has. And, and he'll be like, ah, you know, it's just people, sometimes those things happen in relationships. And uh, anyways, tell me about your show or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just like, you just watch it go in and out. And, and he's like a master of like manipulating the conversation and just like not here. But the point is we try to have these conversations and it's like, how do I explain it? It's almost like my dad is like a rock and we were the wind just blowing so hard and I would yeah. be so exhausted and drained at the end because I've just been trying to move this rock whereas my dad has not budged by the end. Nothing has changed on his end. feel the wind. No. Yeah. And I'm literally exhausted for a week. Like I come home from seeing my dad and Nick would just deal with me being like a, just like a shredded like uh. just like nothing of a person who was just so frustrated and exhausted from that battle. I stopped having the battle I accept that he's never going to leave her. I really just had to create more like uh, boundaries and rules more now, almost as if he's anyone in my life in the sense that like she rules his life. And when she rings her little bell, everything gets turned on its head in a second. Like I hate that so much. It's, well, it's disrespectful. Like to have yeah. anyone in your life that does that to you, including like yeah. a girlfriend who's yep. in a toxic relationship or something like that. Uh, or even an addict, because I compare it to an addiction it when is. someone's in this. Like, yeah, when the addiction true. calls, you will be lied to, you'll be canceled on, you'll be deceived, manipulated, like you are. And you're just going to hear the excuses. Yeah. 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 And you know what's going on. And then you just like, yeah, you have to choose if to 
try and get control over the person and be like, come back but then yeah you just get exhausted and there's nothing worse than also especially with parents like not being heard as well if it was a friend you're like okay i'm just not going to talk to them about this but when it's your dad and you're like i've tried and you aren't hearing me that's just deep-rooted pain between your dynamic and relationship too like that's something that you have to let go of and that shit's hard yeah well i mean my mom and i have the capacity to be close because she's an emotionally porous individual who can talk about feelings. But my dad, I don't know if my dad even knows what it means to be like emotionally close to anyone. You know what I mean? So I've had to let go of like ever having that feeling towards him, but also fully understand that that's not my fault and I've done everything that I can do. How did you do this? And be so grounded. I'm like, oh, I am not there. Like, did you go to therapy after? Are you just like a chill motherfucker that's like, no, I just accepted in boundaries. And No, I'm not chill. <laughs> I tried the battle and I just saw, I just like have tried to get realistic in all areas of my life of like, what can I control and what can I not control? And like opening my eyes to like, if there's certain things I keep trying to control and they're not changing at all. Yeah. I'm the one changing in the sense yeah. that I'm feeling battered and exhausted and drained yeah. at attempting to control this thing that will not budge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you have, sometimes you have to realize like there's the ideal situation, the way you wish things could be. Yep. And if you, you eventually you have to realize that that's not an option that you need to remove that option from the table and ex and acknowledge what your real options are. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, you can finally just be more at peace when you like release like the world in which my dad opens his eyes and is like, oh, my God, my my mom fucked me up and I have mommy issues. And that's why I cheat on my wife. And that's why I choose this toxic partner over my daughters and I can't be there for them. And I'm going to leave her and I'm going to commit my rest of my life to finally being close to my daughters. So that's not happening. My dad's 80 is not happening. Oh, he's <laughs> you know 80. what I mean? He's oh going to be 80. Yeah, soon, that's, yeah, that ain't happening. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, if I, I had to like release that and be like, Julia, the best you can do is minimize the damage to yourself that his choices make. And at this point, that just kind of looks like, like Nick and I went to Vegas with my dad for a few days and we really cleared the time out. We're both comics. We're very busy. Yeah. We both said no to shows that we're paying to make this trip happen. Wow. We're on the trip. Oh, God. And two days before, we're all supposed to leave. My dad says he's flying home early because his girlfriend wants it back. No. For some fucking thing. No. And I'm, and we're just like, what? We all committed to do this trip together. I turned down gigs to be here, not life changing gigs, but that doesn't matter. That's not your business. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're either if it all pays, committing it to this yeah. plan or not. And like after that happened, like I just, I've just, like he lives in Florida and I told him, I was like, I'm not going to come visit you in Florida and here's why. You never stick to the plan. I am not paying for an expensive plane ticket and moving my life around and asking for PTO and turning down gigs for you to call me two days before and tell me that it's actually not going to work because of some reason that his girlfriend says, which she will do. It's no coincidence that there's suddenly some emergency she needs him for every time he's in the middle of a trip with his daughter. Do you think he's, she's jealous of you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's just, Oh, she's super. Yeah. Oh my God. That is heartbreaking, but you, you're just like, okay. And it's true. What did he say when you said that? 
he said, all right, well, you know, like, of course, he's not going to acknowledge like the deeper implications. He's like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll come out there. And so, you know, because it's like, yeah, you can come out here. Yeah. I'm not going to change any of my life for you. No. If I have a show, you're just coming with. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. or whatever it is like, but I am not, I am just simply no longer like making compromises Ever. or changes for someone Never. who won't do the same for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Were you at a place, a good place then too, that when he, it happened, you were disappointed, but you were just like, well, it's my dad. Or did that frustrate you? I was mad, but it was like, it was a new level of it where it was more just like, I would have been mad if anyone had disrespected my time yeah. in that way. Yeah, like yeah, even yeah. if I had been on that trip with a friend, you yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm because I've like started cutting people out of my life that don't disrespect my time or just being like very like there are certain people who like I'll only see uh, during the day on the weekends because that's fine if they want to bail and like there's some people that I really love but they are not good at they're just they're not just, good at calendar and yeah. they can be flaky and I'm yeah. like you're someone I'll have lunch with yes yes but yes you're not getting my 8 p.m on Friday because no, there's no, no fucking way in hell I'm telling Rita at the improv that I can't host the main room. Yeah. And yeah. then you cancel our dinner for yeah, some stupid reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not worth it. And okay. So that was recently. When did you finally, the expectations go away? Like how long did that, how long ago that did that happen with your dad? And like, you were able to, what, what you explained of just seeing what he is and, uh, understanding that he's not going to ever be, uh, the dad that comes back and is like, okay, I want to be in your, I, I don't, I got rid of my girlfriend. I mean, I feel like I definitely knew he was never going to leave her. I mean, like at least five years ago or something. Okay. So it's still kind Not of new. More, seven years ago. Maybe, okay. Or something like that. Okay. The newer thing for me is like the boundaries around like my time and and energy and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And did he, besides him, like affecting you in college and like you, your control over yourself, has it affected you in any other way? Has it like fucked you up in any other way or things that you've gone over? Like, I don't even think it fucked me up. I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just think like it made me so aware at a young age of like healthy and unhealthy. That's true. Relationship dynamics. And like, I just like, I just knew there were so many things I saw in my parents' marriage that I would have never looked at with like such a keen eye if it hadn't fallen apart. I would have been like, oh, la -dee -da. they have a yeah, nice marriage. Yeah, but yeah. I realized things like, oh, they were not friends. They had an arrangement. My mom stayed home. We also had a live-in nanny and a housekeeper. My oh. mom, my mom was hot. Oh, and she, my dad got a housekeeper and a nanny, as he has explicitly said, because he wanted her available to travel and have dinner with him. Oh, but like he didn't talk to her about like business. Like she didn't know like what on went on like during his day. It was like she, the house was her domain, business was his domain. They weren't like friends. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. such an old school, like Mad Men, like the, his, his original marriage. Yeah. So what's her name? Yeah. Uh, uh, in the beginning. What's her name? Whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah. I, January Jones, I think. Um, And I realized like, oh, I want someone where we're like totally equals. Yeah. And we are best friends and extremely like, emo and also like when my mom would like deal with depression and stuff, my dad would like, 
call her therapist and hand her the phone no rather than like that be the so one that would like men. do you see what i mean where it was like such a division wow. where i was like i don't want that like i want a best friend who i talk to about literally everything yeah we both have our own pursuits encourage each other to be like ambitious and have full lives uh with each other but also things that we pursue outside of the relationship and are like happy for them to yeah. do that you know what i mean yeah. and uh yeah so i just like i definitely saw that and just a lot of things just like if i think something is like an issue emotionally like deal with it deal with it deal with it like do not suppress you, like do not. yeah so basically you being like i don't want to be my parents didn't fuck you up it just made you smarter and know what you want yeah yeah but I guess when I said fuck you, I'd fuck you up, I just meant like... Because I was it, fucked up for a while, yeah, of for course. Like, but, but for like three years, which isn't that long. But like, this, yeah, like all this was like hard earned, obviously. Yes, like it yes, wasn't yes, just yes. like this happened yeah. at 15 and I was like, ding, I know everything about humanity yeah, and relationships. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. more like it took like 16 years for yeah. me to like embody these like lessons. Did Nick, uh, Nick is Julia's husband. Um, did he ever help like would he give you advice or did you just already know like with with my boyfriend he'll be like okay this is well you should expect that and he has to like walk me through stuff but when you would come back like a shell of a human was were you just it sounds like you're just really smart and wise and you knew how to deal with all this he felt really bad for me i don't think he knew what to say i don't think most people would know what to say because i mean like for the most part it's like it's hard with family because like i kept you know like I've just had to set more and more boundaries with my dad and they keep having to get firmer and expand <laughs> out like further, you know, but it's not it's, like on his end that he like, someone's not going to advise you like, well, don't talk to that family member. Yeah. Like most people aren't going to like advise you that. Yeah. Then I want to know about the girlfriend. So she rings her bell and he comes a call in and you like, you never are around her. No, I haven't seen her in like seven years. Oh my God. Like that is a fear of my, I mean, I love my dad's girlfriend, but when I was a kid, oh, I would always be like, Oh, what slut is going to come? And it's not even like I saw him that much. So it was even harder because I'd be like, what's what person is going to take him away with from me when he's already gone, you know? Yeah. So whenever people live through this, I'm always so intrigued. And was she always, is she kind of like the evil stepmom? Are they married? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, she she is, like, loves his money a lot. She's a big fan of his no. money. She really does not want him sharing any of that money, like, with us. This is, like, a thing, like... So will will he share his money with you or no? Because she's, Not really. I mean, and that's okay, by the way. Yeah. I'm an adult responsible yeah. for my own bills, and, like, that's fine. But the way it manifests is, like, and it's actually, like, Nick has a really hard time seeing this and it actually like breaks his heart and makes him sort of distance himself from my dad too because it's like hard for him to see. My dad has like, so he has me and my sister and then from his even earlier marriage in life, I have my older half brother and I, I love my half brother. I have a good relationship with him. Um, my half brother also thinks my dad's girlfriend is an absolute terrible human being right um, and sees everything. But like my dad will take us on family trips. I'll back up. When he takes his girlfriend and she has two adult daughters on family trips, they're going to go stay at the Four Seasons. They're going to get massages. They're going to drink champagne by the pool. I don't even want to know. They're going to go to Morton Steakhouse. When he takes me and my sister and my brother, 
we're gonna go stay at the worst airbnb you've ever no. seen we're all bunking in a no. room together there's one bathroom and he's ordering us dominoes for dinner no so it's like i like on the one hand i'm like hey if you remove context thank you to anyone that wants to take me to big bear and airbnb and yeah. get me pizza like thank you that's really generous yeah. like i didn't have to pay for that that's sweet but when you know what's going on on the other side like my husband puts it as like he has essentially ghettoized our sorry yes. the kids he had before meeting her but it also comes from the fact that she wants to know what he's spending on us and tells him not to spend too much on us and also when he takes us on a trip she requires to be taken on a trip like shortly after the of the up. same kind or else it's not fair no and my sister and i are always like do you think your your boyfriend's third daughter or something because you compare what he gives you to what he gives us as if you're his child yeah like it's like what are you so it's like if we do a ski trip in big bear she needs a ski trip in aspen after wow. for it to be fair yeah and so it's just like that's fucked up yeah it's really she's messed up. evil evil she's like this like catty she's catty yeah in and control like such a princess like she does like nothing my dad funds her whole life and i remember we were like we were on trip together and it was like so sad my dad was having like a leg problem and he had to be in a wheelchair all weekend so i was like pushing him around and like getting stuff for him like whatever he whatever someone does when you're in a wheelchair i was just like doing like normal stuff and he kept being like man you take such good care of me you're so caring like wow you're paying such good attention to me like you know you're such a good care and i was thinking like I think what I'm doing is pretty basic, but the fact that you're blown away speaks to the absolute shit care you get when you're yeah. at home. Yeah. And like, I remember seeing like, like I remember I heard him leave her a voice message being like, I'm getting into the airport tomorrow at 9.30 PM. Can you pick me up? And then like I walked by his phone and she had texted him a response. And it was like, this is very inconvenient. I go to bed at 10 PM every night and you know that. Please take an Uber. And it's like, this man pays for your whole fucking life and you can't pick him up from the airport 30 minutes after. Oh my God. You should be sucking his dick all day. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Oh my God. I know. But it's so strange because if he, if he likes the attention and all that, but he's not getting it from her really anymore. I mean, what's he going to do? Go out there. It's a total bait and switch. Yeah. 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 So many women do that where it's like, I'm just this little cute little sex mink. (laughs) He, he, he. And I need to fun over you just long enough until I have certain uh, bank account (laughs) numbers and this and that like (laughs) and if you aren't talking to your daughters regularly oh i'm the chosen one okay yeah isolate them from everyone else in their life and you know make them feel like no one else will be with them so you know that how old is she i think she's in her 50s oh my god oh my god so when you met her Oh my! When you met her, was she nice to you at first? Like, did she try and win you guys over, like a classic Disney movie? I mean, looking back, yeah, I guess so. But I think she really was only willing to like us until we saw what was really going on. Yeah, and then because when I told my dad that I didn't want to see her anymore, he goes, "Well, you know, that's okay." She actually said that she doesn't want to see you guys anymore either. and my i'm like god. is she a high school girl like you know what i mean like oh my god that's not like a normal step parent would be like oh no why i need to salvage my relationship with my yes. partner's children not be like well i don't like them either <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i hate her I 
oh my god so then after that like if you did run into her would she be like hi julia or what was she after? I mean, I never ran into her after ne- that. After that, never. But there's been times when she's like answered the phone when I've called and she's just like, she always sounds so exhausted. She's like, hello. And I'm just like, what are you so tired from? You're not doing yeah, anything you're over there. literally not paying for anything, to, doing anything. You're not working. Because those Clonopil bottles are getting harder to open. <laughs> really tired from that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I had to walk to the phone. My yeah. maid didn't bring it yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. Do you ever think this is so dark, but do you ever think about his will? And like, Oh, I mean, I'm sure that I've been so deeply fucked in that thing. (laughs) I I mean, I I have no, but again, I'm not like, Oh, poor me. Like I I consider myself incredibly privileged. If my parents, if I had parents for, you know, who were able to leave me something, most people don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it will be a real slap in the face. Whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't mean like, like what you said it's like out of context i don't mean like where are you in the will but when it there's somebody just like with the big bear and aspen thing like if there's somebody else involved or the hotel or the airbnb and then i'm like oh she got in there oh man and it, does your sister have a relationship with her no, no 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 one has a relationship with her i actually even my sister quit on that even earlier than i did like oh. she stopped wanting to see her like somewhat before i did and i was like i guess i'll still try i don't know and then i was like nope i'm actually out as well (laughs) oh and and the in your half brother's out too yeah everybody's out and he's just with her alone and she doesn't even take care of him and so she doesn't work she just sits at home and uses his money pretty much (laughs) okay i think i need to go to therapy after hearing this story i'm like you're all good i am like i don't like this bitch. <laughs> is there any times you're like oh i kind of want to be a detective one more time and see if she's like fucking somebody else it's so funny you ask that because me <laughs> and my brother and sister all are like we feel almost certain because there'll be times when she like claims there's an emergency and he needs to come back early from visiting us but there's also been times that she's asked him to stay away longer oh my god where it's like what's going on yeah <laughs> so do you ever like would you ever play the game just for fun no i i mean i don't really want to waste like anymore Fair, well, but you also understand like nothing would let, make my dad leave her right. including discovering that she was cheating he still wouldn't leave that sucks it's also okay. not like she would ever even admit it you could literally have a video of her having sex with someone else and she'd be like this was photoshop <laughs> oh my god i'm like so invested i'm like well i want to find out because you know when you deal with dishonest people it's not like they ever admit when they've got no been got you are so grounded like do you have any because of this does it give you any like women issues or anything like that to or you're just no uh i mean i think i've i understand people very well and there's like a lot of things that i I hate to say it, but like there are times when I can judge a book by its cover yeah. like pretty quickly. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Like they're like I'm the same. They'll be I'll just say like there's like a person who has like vaguely entered my life, like on the perimeters, like through other people recently. And I met them for a day and I immediately was like, This person is yeah. a gold digger who I imagine day drinks all day and pops pills and is emotionally abusive to their partner. And it turned out all that was true. Wow. It turned out all that was yeah. true. And I had just spoken to them for like an hour and I was like, 
yeah i mean i know these yeah. things when i see them like yeah 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 i feel the same way like my friends in toronto my one friend used to be like you're so judgy and i was like no i i think i'm right and i'd always be right <laughs> but it is when your parents when you grow up with parents that are either dating people or like my dad would date a couple like manipulative women or even guys my mom date like i could sense it and i just knew so then it's like now that we're grown-ups we're like well, no we've encountered a bunch of different people when we were kids and if you can like remember what that's like and then you see those people again you're like oh no i know who you yeah. are if you yeah. got burned by certain personality types at a young age and it like really influenced yes. you like you like have this like radar now for yeah. that you're like oh i know this personality yeah. type for sure yeah. yeah and you're like oh thank god yeah interesting that's honestly i i'm i can't believe how grounded you are and how you got over this so well like you're just you just understand I don't. So really know. I feel like this is a helpful. I don't really know. I guess yeah. I don't really know how how it happened either. But it's not like it happened overnight. I mean, you have to understand it's been straight up like at this point, eighteen years since all this was like first, yeah, set into motion. But I, I guess people could wind up in a bad place. I imagine that person I just told you about, who's my age, probably did have something like this happen to them when they were young, and unfortunately did not become did not adjust yeah 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 didn't adjust, not adjust that's the word i would say yeah. yeah and i mean or i guess it's more so like you don't take anything personally and that's something to learn like yeah. that's a very very strong quality to have oh yeah well thanks yeah it's i mean it's more and really it all comes from a place of uh self-interest you know what i mean where i'm like yeah. i have things that i do I have experiences that I want to have and don't want to have. And I'm yeah. just like a little cutthroat about who gets access to like yeah. me. You that's know what great. I mean? As a result. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like that's interesting that it was during college, the college applications. You're like, no, I need to get into college. Okay. That's the best. I don't know why I knew that. I don't like literally do not know. <laughs> but it was I, like survival mode. Yeah. It was, it was survival mode. It's yeah. so like, do you ever know, do you watch The Walking Dead at all? No, I watched like the first season, but I forget it. Okay. I always like, there was this line from it. It's so silly because it's like a zombie show. However, like I, everyone thinks the show is called The Walking Dead because zombies or whatever. But it's also, it's like this character in the show that talks about when he was in the army, they would see such fucked up shit. Like they'd watch their friend, like lose half their body. But also they literally were not in that moment. It, it was they were going to die if they emotionally processed it when it happened. So oh. they had to not and just continue to fight to see another day. But then there'd be like eight things like that every day that it wasn't a convenient time to emotionally process that it had happened because they had to literally go fight war. Right. So like they became the walking dead, like they were dead inside, but appeared oh. to be alive and like walking. And I was like, that is almost like what that was for me where I was like, there are things that I need to do in a practical stance and they need to happen right now. And emotionally processing this will take away from those. And that will have the worst implications if I don't do those things right now. Like we'll deal with the emotions later. And it's not going to yeah. be good. It's going to yeah. be bad when it yeah. happens. Yeah. But it would be worse if I address them now because I have to do this other stuff. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, like for real, because I, I, I think that like it's, it's probably just me like projecting or taking it like 
putting myself in your shoes, but I would just, anytime something like that happens, I'm like, okay, keep going. But also, oh, like I'm drained. But you, that's soldier mentality. That's what I'm saying. That's like fight or, fight or flight. You're a goddamn parent soldier is what you are. You fought the divorce. You fought the cheating scoundrel and you won. Kind of. I mean, she's having a good time out there. But I, the only comfort I take is in thinking for someone to act like that, they must have so much inner turmoil like every day. Yeah. Do you think, or if you're on that many drugs, I hope that they do. But at the same time, I think that there are just such things as, you know, she could be a narcissist. She, she is, be. but like she lives with so much fear and paranoia oh. like all the time. Right. Like she's always afraid that someone is after her or watching her oh. or trying to take my dad or trying to take their money. She's like oh. lives in such a place of like, back against the wall like knife out you know what i mean where i'm just like yeah i'm having a nice time you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. you're like i don't give a fuck but then i also like envision her like this and you and your sister just like being tall and like stomping on her like walking up being like (laughs) okay whatever she probably drives her nuts i think to some degree i mean she's like really really dumb too if you were to meet her you're like this person has one of the lowest iqs that's out there and like i think to some degree she's like smart enough to know that my sister and i are like pretty smart yeah and recognize how dumb she is and like i think that makes her like really mad yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) she probably thinks you guys are evil but you're just smart that's what it is you know yeah yeah you're like a silent ninja you're like okay (laughs) i'm out well that's this has been very inspiring I hope I don't get sued. <laughs> Who, who's going to sue you? She is? I'll fucking take her down. She's super litigious. Is she? Yeah, she is. <laughs> I, well, listen. Listen, you little paranoid bitch. I'll kill you. How about that? Like, but I also <laughs> feel like what is true is true, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, happened is happened. For real. And you didn't say her name and no one knows, you know? But uh, basically, just she's been she's been seen. Yeah, we know what's going on. Do you have anything you want to plug? You don't have to. I can take that part out. Oh, no, I mean, I kind of don't. I mean, I feel like... Do you want to say your Instagram? I feel like nobody ever. (laughs) Say your Instagram, because you always have, like, such inspiring uh, messages. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I I am putting a lot of effort into my Instagram videos these days. So um, it's at Julia Austin was taken. There you go. Yeah, your, your messages and your point of view and, like... They're great. They're super helpful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's why I watch them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was good. Okay, that was good. <laughs> and listen, you heard her. She's very smart and grounded. So follow her on Instagram because it helps. This helped. I'm like, oh, man, you kind of, I'm like, well, maybe I need to grow up a little bit too then. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Bye.